Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm David. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR Radio, where we discuss board games and board game related topics. This week, we'll be discussing cooperative games, as well as our regulars, what we've been playing, and the news. But first, on CFCR, it is our membership drive. Uh, Between April 1st and 12th, get your membership, and that membership allows you to get discounts, draws, prizes, contests. And so when you're listening to this on the 11th, you'll have one more day to get that membership. Remember, we are all volunteers, and your membership helps uh, support the radio station. All right. So, Dave, what have you been playing this week? The main game I played on the weekend was Endeavor. This is a set collection, area control, route building game uh, set in uh, 1700s when they started to sail and colonize the world. Uh, there's different places on a map uh, with each place has a, either a colony or a sail location. And between the colonies, there's going to be rope building or routes. If you get the two, air, or two outside of them, you get both routes. And the more routes you get at the end of the game, more points you get. Uh, it's all controlled by four resources, which are you collect through getting those routes. You get little wooden tokens that... Uh, Straw. Gives you not straw. (laughs) Straw is what you build houses of, Shay. (laughs) You get uh, brick, you get gold, you get uh, shields, and I'm drawing a blank on the fourth one. But uh, the more you get of those, the more points you get at the end of the game. Uh, So it starts out, uh, I believe once you get to 10, you get 10 points, but up to that point, they're broken up into four different levels. So one, three, five, and seven, I believe, uh, where say I had two, you would only get one point. You go back to the base mark. But three of us played it, had a really fun time. I thought it was a really solid mechanic. And uh, yeah, it's based, you're going over seven, seven ages, taking a building each age, which is going to give you more things you can do. So more places to sail, more cards to draft, more colonies to uh, colonize cool yeah neat game i managed to get one game in this weekend we played nemesis this was a really neat game it is a kickstarter game that i believe is just coming into retail if i'm remembering correctly our discussion yes Yes, it's just coming into the retail market but it is it was really cool it's kind of a cooperative game it's a what they would define as like a semi-cooperative game where you're moving as a team. You're you're trying to explore this spaceship and, you know, get items to be able to fight. It's basically Aliens, the movie, in a board game. Yeah, it's um, a- Aliens, the board game is what it is. So you're moving throughout the ship to try and, you know, not die and escape either by surviving and getting to Earth or getting onto the escape pods. You know, there's a few different ways. There's a lot of, like, two or three ways to win and many ways to die. Yeah, as, uh, <laughs> as uh, Adam was going through the rule book, it was like, if you do this, you'll die. You die. If this happens, you'll you die. die. Yeah, it was, it was really neat, though. I love the theme. The reason, though, this is semi-cooperative is, while you're kind of working together to try and survive and get off the ship, you all have your own objectives, and those can be kind of like traitor objectives. So some of them are like, blow up the ship, or be the only person to survive, or, you know, this character can't survive, which is what you had. (laughs) Yeah, my goal was to kill one of the characters or be the only one to survive. Yeah, so we tried to, you know, leave us on the ship. 
by destroying the escape pods. Yes. But taking that, the escape pods. This was after I figured out there was a self-destruct that I couldn't get to. Yeah, we would have been so screwed if we had <laughs> let you get to that self-destruct. Or told me about it or if I'd listened to hear about it. Yeah, that. If you'd yeah. paid attention. I knew that there was a self-destruct. Yeah, the neat thing was there was the six characters uh, where each character had a different set of cards. Each character has 10 cards that you're playing. And you're not adding cards to those 10, but you're getting items which uh, work similar to a deck building. Well, it's neat because the items, the the cool thing about getting the items, so each card has like a payment to it. You have to, you know, discard a, a card with a number on it so that you can use an ability. The some of the items can be used the same way, which is nice because since you're restricted to ten cards, having those extras really help. Uh, it was it was a really neat game. I had a ton of fun running through. I did complete my objective and get off the ship, so yeah, four, I survived. Four of us got off the ship. Your mom didn't. Uh, three of you completed the objectives. I didn't because yeah. Adam was able to get off, and the rest of you didn't die with them. Yeah. Yeah, me, I tried. Yeah. We so really there were like three winners in the game. And then past that they don't have this aspect of, you know, well, if you got the most victory points in this way, yeah. you're the actual winner. It is actually a group win. You can all win the game. It's really about the experience of playing the game more so than actually like winning it. Yeah, like it's it's that gray area. Later on we're going to be talking about cooperative games, but this was semi-cooperative. Yeah. So while you're all sort of trying to work together, you all have your goals, as Shay said, that makes you not really partners. Yeah. You're, there was no time where I was like, okay, let's, let's team up. It was just at the end, and that almost killed me in the game. Yeah, you were nice to your brother. I was too and, nice to my brother. And you I, almost lost because of that. In my defense, it was like 1130 at night, and I was tired. <laughs> I wasn't thinking straight, but... So what you're saying is if you're really tired, you'll actually be nice to your brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just follow on. To to his credit, he did wait for me. Yeah, he could have left. Have, I would have left. He promised he wouldn't wait. He or he promised he would wait for me and he did. So there's you know, to his credit, he did. Game was super pretty. Uh all the miniatures oh, were gorgeous. Beautiful. The aliens are huge. And they come painted, right? Yeah, they got yeah. a a coating on them of some sort. Like Either way, they, they looked really cool. Yeah, they looked green and menacing and so miniatures were good. He's still waiting for another expansion that's yep. going to come that's going to upgrade some more components that he got in the base box. So yeah, really cool game. And yeah, like the, it's the first semi-cooperative I think I've played. Other than maybe Treasure Island, I guess, would be similar to that. Treasure Island would be another semi-cooperative. But then the thing is with Treasure Island is there's still that one winner, really, because they're the ones who find the treasure. Yeah, there can be only be one winner. Whereas this, it literally is when you finish, if you've all completed your goal and you've all survived, you all win. That's or true. only some of you can win depending on who completed it. There's none of that aspect of like the extra past your objective. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, the other game I played was uh, Friday night. We After we got home, we put a put a game of Sentry Golem Edition on the table. Uh, really fun game. Uh, it's You're drafting cards to do set collection where you have gems that you're trading in for different gems. Uh, so there's four gems. Each one is worth, not worth more, but uh, ranked higher, I guess, is what they would say. Yeah. And there's contracts you're trying to fulfill with these gems. And as soon as somebody gets five contracts... The game ends, everybody counts up their contracts and the coins they've 
drafted with these contracts and whoever has the most points wins. Uh, there's, it's based on Century Spice Road, but the Golem edition is absolutely gorgeous where Century Spice Road is using cubes. This has little plastic, not even little, like big plastic gems. Yeah, mom came over and showed me them. It was insane. They give you this big tray for them too, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah, it was real, and the artwork is just a step up from uh, Spice Road as well. Yeah. Really nice game. Uh, this is a really great gateway game where you can play in 30 to 45 you minutes. You guys were done before I think I was even done a level of my video game. Like. Yeah, yeah, really solid game. All right. Let's move on to the news, unless you got more games you want to discuss. That's all I got to play, so I can make stuff up if you want. But I mean, we're good at that, but yeah. you know, no. <laughs> Tell us about the news, Dave. Okay, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, and here's the news. The first one, I just, I had to laugh. Uh, I was watching Dice Tower, and Cool Mini or Not is the board game company, and they abbreviate it as C-M-O-N. So everybody calls them Simon. Oh, I was going to be like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they actually released a news press or something that says, yeah, no, we want to be known as come on. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I always called them come on. So, hey, look, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the non-gamer got it right. Woo-hoo! There you go, Simon. You, you've hit your target audience. <laughs> uh, games coming out. Age of Dirt from oh. WizKids. This is Stone Age 2.0. Okay. They've put a mountain basically in the middle of it. And you put your workers inside the mountain. And they're going to fall out to, or possibly fall out to different locations. So you may want to go get food or something, but they may not hit there. Or they may get stuck in the mountain. Or there's invaders inside the mountain that it may knock them out. So I'm not sure how I feel about this. I like Stone Age. I don't know if it really needed to be randomized. I, I'm interested to see what the thing is like. I want to know who came up with the name because that's awful. Age of Dirt. It's, yeah. It, it sounds like a Worms game or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of having a, like a mountain volcano that shakes people out, but there's already a game that does that. So Yeah, it's got camels in it. <laughs> uh, a couple games from Red Raven Games that got announced. Uh, Rome, which is set in the same universe as Above and Below and Near and Far. I guess they couldn't get two uh, words that went together, like hmm. Rome and Stay Put or something. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to it because Red Raven, Red Raven games are phenomenal. Like all of them are gorgeous. They all have great mechanics. So I'm sure it's going to be a good game. Uh, and for anybody that doesn't know Red Raven games is Ryan Lockett. He does all the design, all the artwork. It's all in-house one person. So to put out games is pretty cool. Or this series at least. Yeah. Uh, the other one he announced is different as well. It's called Sleeping Gods. It's for one to four people, and the time limit on it is 60 to 2,500 minutes. 2,500? Yep. Did you calculate how many hours that is? Because I'm curious. (laughs) Well, it's uh, 401. Or 400. Yeah, no, 401. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a campaign game that doesn't end. And by that, I mean, you know, you play other campaigns like 
Gloomhaven and Charterstone and those and Harry Potter. Like there's a book and then you're done that campaign. This one you stop when you get bored or when you need a rest. And there's log sheets that you're just going to save and that's going to save you progress. So another take on campaign where it just it's ongoing going. but there's no set ends to each each play session basically. Interesting. It's 41 hours by the way actually. 41? Yeah. Not 401? No. Okay. Yeah. 41 still a long time though. It's a really long time. That's almost 2 days. <laughs> almost. <laughs> okay, Ticket to Ride London has been announced. This is in the same vein as Ticket to Ride New York, which is sort of that 8 to 11 year old target audience. Yeah, when I looked up New York it was interesting cuz it was taxis and it seemed to be only Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, so. there's smaller maps, there's less to do. It's still your your ticket to ride, right? This, yeah. this one is double decker buses and you know, maybe the bobbies are running around. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the news. Awesome. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR Radio, and we are going to be discussing cooperative games today. So what is a cooperative game? Well, do you like cooperative games is a better question. I do like cooperative games. That's actually how I really got into board gaming was cooperative games. Yeah. It's, that's, what I only, that's the only thing I like to play for the longest time. Yeah, basically a cooperative game is you're playing a game... You're all on the same side. You're all trying to accomplish a goal or defeat a bad guy or a certain goal. Is solve a puzzle. Solve yeah. a puzzle is what you're going. Some some of the more famous ones are Pandemic, the Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert series. Uh, all solid games. I'm not a huge cooperative fan uh, just because I like to win. Yeah. Or Well, I like to go for a goal on my own. And I find cooperative games really falls into uh the alpha gamer yes or you get two people or one person that really likes to control the game and sometimes they can't step back enough to let everybody else play their turn it's true that that is the one thing i have for cooperative games that i don't like pretty much everything else about them i do really enjoy they're very fun because you can just jump in with a crew and start working together to reach a goal and you don't have too much worry about like backstabbing with the exception of us couple games so you can just kind of relax there's a little less stress going on there but yeah alpha gamers definitely are a problem yeah um it doesn't make it very fun if you're playing pandemic and you have one person that's dragging your people around the whole time yeah and the other side of that i guess just to play devil's advocate on my own self is that you know if somebody is new you you, it help, allows you to help them along as the game's going as well. Yes. Right? They're no, if they're really struggling to pick up the game, you can talk them through their turn and it helps them to play the game and still have fun with it. Well, that's the thing is you don't have to worry about like, oh, can I show these people these cards? You know, like how we used to play, you know, easy card games, be like, hey, hey, dad, what? What, what is this? What is yeah. this? Is this a full house? Like, there's none of that aspect of trying to tell people what you need help with without revealing what you're going for, which it, it's fun, right? And yep. it's easy. And it makes people who maybe don't play board games too often have a good time. Yeah. And, and usually the cooperative games, they'll have uh, every turn something will happen that will be negative towards the group. Yeah. And one thing that uh, a lot of manufacturers are 
designers have done to get away from the alpha gamer and the fat and people just playing one game right really yeah. is allowed either a trader in or yeah. something will happen during the game as i know shay's going to talk about one game it's called the haunt is going to happen and then one person is usually against everybody else yeah or there are other ones where they're adding individual goals in right yep like it, it doesn't even it, i guess uh, nemesis is a similar idea you know you have your individual goals and then you also have the cooperative play i guess maybe legendary would be a closer one yeah legendary. Where we're, we're all kind of working together to fight the villains but we can also gain victory points that make us the total winner of the game yeah and legendary which we talked about last or a couple weeks couple, no, last yeah, week, last we, week. I think we talked about where you the more bad guys you you beat the more victory points you collect yeah and then at the end of the game once the uh, mastermind is defeated everyone gets uh, adds it up and there's an overall winner that's exactly. decided. So technically you all win, but there's that one winner. And that that is something that game designers have been adding to make it a little bit more complex and make the game, I think, more replayable. Yeah. So a couple of the cooperative games that we play a lot of and you've heard us talk about a lot that we aren't going to touch on tonight are Harry Potter, Harry Potter and Gloomhaven. You know, both are cooperative. Both are a lot of fun. But I think you guys are sick of that. Yeah, I think we've talked about Harry Potter in almost every episode. Pretty it is much. one of my favorite games, but we will be moving on from that and discussing a few other yeah. cooperative games we enjoy. So what's one of your favorite cooperative games that may have possibly been the one that got you into the gaming? Oh, gosh. Did Mecca this one, that you are now. Did this one, was it Pandemic? I want to say Pandemic was the one that got me into it. Yep. That was the first game that we really played all the time. So Pandemic is plague game so you're you have a board map of the world and you are a team of scientists saviors people that are trying to cure four diseases off of the board and as you're going through each player has each character has their own abilities you know some of them wipe out the disease tokens as you go through them some of them allow you to place um and what are they called the offices the um oh the Technology buildings. The technology buildings allow you to place those and those allow fast travel to other areas. So you each have your own abilities. You're working together to make it easier. Yeah. And there's five diseases. Uh, Is there five? I thought there was four, four in the base four game. Diseases. Four in the base game. Four in the base game. They're different colors and they're in different areas of the world. Yeah. So you have to, you can't just stay in one place and hope everything yep. pops up around you. you. You have to explore. You have to move around. Uh, Really fun game. Uh, we played a lot of it. Yes. To the point where everybody had their own strategy and it got to be more more everybody telling each other what they should be doing. And we, we fell into a rut where it wasn't even that we only had one alpha gamer. It was just that we were all kind of like, well, what if, we, what if we do this 20 moves from now? Yeah. And it, it just got a little much. Well, we knew what was going to happen yeah. in the game. We knew when it was going to happen. So everybody was already... 10 moves ahead before we started playing the game, right? Exactly. No. Yeah. And, it's and this, it's neat, right? This is the first game we bought you for Christmas the one year because you had played it at board game club at school. At school, yeah. And we're raving about it. And, and we, we loved it. Like, we, And we honestly, I still think it's great. It has a really good app, which mom still plays all the time. Oh, yeah. Your mom so. plays actually prefers to play it on the app yeah. by herself <laughs> than with other people. It just It's easier, right? It's, it's not that it's easier. 
Because she says the app can be very grueling. Well, yeah, because CPUs are always meh. Yeah. Well, and, you know, all the rules are correct. We're not me- messing yeah, any of the rules up. We can't miss stuff. a rule. But she, you know, she can control it a lot more. And, and you don't get into those arguments of people wanting to do different things. Right? Yeah. I, I would be interested to try Legacy, Pandemic Legacy. I heard those are a blast. Yeah. Season one and season two, a lot of people really, really like and, and really are credited with starting the the uh legacy genre between oh, that I, I didn't know between that. that and risk legacy were yeah. really the first two and so pandemic started the co-op genre and pandemic legacy started the <laughs> the, started uh, the legacy. legacy genre that's cool oh, uh, the game. one i'm going to talk about is rising five uh this is an app driven game a good app-driven game. Good app-driven game. You, It's basically Mastermind in the 20th century. Uh, for those of you that don't know Mastermind, there's four color pegs or five color pegs. You have to get them in the right order, in the right spot. If you do in the 12 turns, you win. This one is you are on a planet. You have five different characters that all have different abilities. And you're playing cards to move those characters and do their abilities. And you're trying to move planets into the right order. And each time you guess, you use your app to take a picture of it or scan it. And it tells you if you're right or wrong or if some are in the right spot or some are in the wrong space. Similar to what you did in Mastermind. Only Mastermind was a two-player game. This one you can play up to, I believe, four. No, we played with five. 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 We yep. played with five. Really solid game. Came out last year. And it's it's one of those games that's brings technology into board gaming in a good way, right? It's not yeah. taking away from it. There's certain apps that just don't work as well with games. You know, they try, yep. but a lot of them are just like just scoring apps. And I haven't played many games that I really enjoy, ones that have actual additions in there. Uh, this one was cool because, you know, it did scan them. And then it was like constellations yep. in the wrong or right spot, which was super, super neat. Yeah, really solid game. I uh, recommend it. Uh, yeah. So one that you mentioned earlier is the one I'm going to talk about now. And this is Betrayal on the House on the Hill. This is a really neat game. I'm like the only person in my family that I think enjoys it really. But just to stop you for a minute, do you have to pause as you're saying the title? Betrayal yes. on the House Be- on the because Hill. Because it's such a long title. <laughs> I, w- I, I need to make sure I go through the whole thing or else I just mumble every single word. So it's not for dramatic pause or No, anything? no, okay. it's so that you guys understand me. Okay, just yeah. checking. No, see, I'm, you don't, why do you have to call me out like that? I, just just <laughs> a question. Like, I, you don't see me pointing out your flaws. I don't have any. You, yeah, yeah, Okay, you in do. this game, this back, game. back, back to, to our game. show here. Oh, please, like I was the one distracting people. So Betrayal in the House on the Hill is... A really neat cooperative game that can turn quite evil partway through. The idea behind this game, you are locked in a haunted house. And you are trying you're trying to find a scenario. You don't find the scenario out until partway through the game. Off the bat, you're just in this house and you're exploring. You're finding different rooms, upstairs, downstairs, and in or upstairs, ground floor, and in the basement, and just coming along weapons and omens as you go. Eventually, through some scenario, I believe it's either if you get a certain amount of omens or if you get a bad dice roll, you enter the haunt. And the haunt is where the scenario that you're playing gets revealed and you find out which one of you is... 
traitor is kind of the term, but basically which one of you gets possessed, gets possessed. And that can be werewolves, that can be vampires, that can be like serial killers. There's, I think, 50 scenarios you can play through in this game, which is why it's one of my favorites. Because, you know, you're, you don't have to play the same game every time. And in each scenario, that person gets special abilities. Like, I remember, I think it was werewolves. You had dogs that could run around. And, you know, you get different, different things to help you out. The other people who are playing now have to try and defeat that character. The scenario tells them how they can defeat it. Usually it's by its collecting or usually it's by collecting certain items, getting them to the same person, and then getting them in the same room. That's how you win the game. Yeah, so when the haunt happens in this game, the person who's infected yep. leaves the room, reads their story. Well, the other people read, read their, their story, story as to what they need to do, and he knows what he needs to do, and then you come back together and start playing the game again. So there's a, a 15 to 20 minute pause in the middle of the game. Yeah. Roughly. Which it's pretty cool because they have these beautifully written scenarios where they're like, ha ha ha, this person now is acting weird. You must run away. And it's just, it, I always found it super cool because it really felt like you were kind of living out a horror movie. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've played it, I'm going to say three or four times. And my issue with the game is that the haunt always seemed to happen too early. It's true. Because it's all, I'm pretty sure it's based on how many fear tokens or something along well, those so lines. Well, so there's the omen cards. And with each omen card, you have to roll the dice. And you need to get above a certain number, depending on where you are in the game. The number of omen cards yeah, versus plus, the dice. Yeah. And we, well, not me, but, you know, everybody else is terrible at dice rolling. And so... Uh, many of the times we would enter the haunt just a little too early and so we wouldn't have many rooms open and so you kind of would feel a little stuck yeah because of the randomness of it i always found like because i've seen the haunt come out in the first round almost yeah right and then you're like okay i have nothing open i have to try and do something and i have one room and the bad guy's in it with me yeah right so that was my issue with it is the randomness of when the haunt occurred we did have one game though that worked out really well like we got we were exploring like crazy before the haunt ha happened. That was that was the reason I actually, or I, I, I give the game a grain of salt because that game was phenomenal, right? Yeah. We had six oh, people fantastic. playing. The haunt happened significantly into the game, and it was a challenge to get what we needed. And the bad guy was still coming after us. And I think some was, people died in it too. I believe we lost uh, one of them. One of them, yeah. And. You know, it, it was cut and dry, or it was, it was uh, not cut and dry. Hit it was, and miss? <laughs> it was hit and miss. There were, it was tense, yeah. right? There was tension in the game that, are we going to be able to do this? Is he going to get us? You know, so that was a fun game. It was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, something, so we played a lot of games since we've been playing that one. What we could do to fix that is actually house rules where you could make it like, a part, you know, don't roll until you get a certain way into the game so that we can actually get the thing going. But I did really enjoy playing this game with people. I, I love that it's, you know, it's always changing. I love that there's these, you know, many different scenarios, these different stories that they put so much effort into the theme because it is a gorgeous game. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really curious about Betrayal and Legacy. Legacy. Uh, for the same reason, right? It it looks like it corrects that haunt issue. Yeah. 
because I don't think they're going to have 12 haunts as you go through the game. As, no. As you're draw, knocking characters off. Okay, we need to fill, fill his seat for the next one, right? Yeah, it'd be, it, it'd be interesting to see how Legacy works out in this game because, you know, it's usually actually a pretty quick game. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of uh, the video game or board game guys have picked it as one of their top games for yeah. last year. Okay, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, and that's another show. Next week, we're not going to talk about a mechanic or a type of game. We're going to go pick a subject and go on it. I think next week we may discuss uh, board game nights and tips for hosting board game nights. And that's been the show. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we will talk to you next week.